0: and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast MBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here alone for a solo interview episode. The full episode with Chuck and John will be out next week. If you didn't catch this week's episode, that's pretty good. Gotta say, pretty, pretty good. If you want more Chuck and John, one way to do that, if you're in Nashville, Tonight, we're going to be hanging out, watching basketball, watching the Grizzlies and jazz play. Also, some conference tournaments for that uh, slave organization, the NCAA. Those will be on, too, at Double Dogs Sylvan Heights. We're having a watch party uh, Friday night, March 9th, which hopefully is tonight as you listen to this. And we will be joined by a couple members of the Grizzlies claw crew and some of the grizzlies cheerleaders the grizz girls will be there giving away all kinds of uh goodies we got a lot of goodies and yes the grizzlies have lost 15 games in a row but the happy hour drinks are incredible and uh, you can cheer for whoever you want or again watch college basketball if that's your thing but just come on out and hang out with me john and chuck if you aren't in the nashville area and you need more of us well, obviously, Patreon.com/slash/fastbreakbreakfast is the way you can get that. We've been posting some bonus content. This a uh, couple days ago, we put up kind of a weird video of uh, Chuck and I eating some candies uh, with my with my son. He was involved. We had uh, for our five dollar and up patrons some bonus audio. Before that, the funny video from Monte World Peace, the Bobby Portis ballad for his quest for forty points, and then uh, again. Chuck and John throwing up videos of them with their quests at McDonald's, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of great bonus content that is only accessible to you if you support our program. Just $1 a month supports the program and gets you access to that. If you want to step it up to $3 a month, you can join the Slack chat where we talk about everything around the clock. It's honestly overwhelming. Uh, but as we have a great community of people in there, if you want to find out other people a little more intimate than Twitter, you get to know the guys and the girls. It's super fun, and if you've been a longtime listener and want to support our show, the best way again, Patreon.com/slash/fastbreakbreakfast. Join the Slack chat, get involved with us, get to know us even better. Come play fantasy basketball with us over at Fantrax.com, where we're having our fantasy basketball stuff. So again. The people who really are making this show go are those patrons who are paying for it at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. If you don't want to support us at Patreon, at the very least, download the Draft app, draft.com slash FastBreak. Another way to play fantasy basketball with us, daily fantasy basketball. Uh, You can follow me on there at Fast Break Breakfast, and then I will invite you into my daily fantasy games. I only play against our listeners, so it's a lot of fun. Even when I lose, I don't care. I'm just uh, losing to my listeners. So it's uh, tons of fun. If you use the code FastBreak, you get a free $3 entry into any game. So check that out, draft.com slash FastBreak. Use that code, FastBreak. My guest today is a writer for Bourbon Street Shots, the ESPN True Hoop affiliate covering uh, the Pelicans, and is a return guest, Mason Ginsberg. Mason, how are you?
1: Doing pretty well. Uh, Thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, happy to have you back. Have you had breakfast two-part question? And if so, what did you have?
1: Ha. You know, I should have expected this question now, and for some reason, (laughs) so I've been trying to do the whole adult thing and and get to... uh, Get to the gym before before work. Waking up super early, uh, oh, rather nice. than uh, rather than doing the uh, whole after work whenever when when I'm groggy and. But, so I've been going pretty hard on the uh the like the smoothies after after that before I go to work. Yeah. So um I've been mixing it up. Usually just a lot of fruit. Um I, I'm not one of those like kale and all that crap. That's not that's not my style. But um <laughs> just different, but it's different kind of fruit smoothies. I think is uh has been my staple recently.
0: There was a couple years in my life where I, I was like I'd wake up. You know, uh, I didn't necessarily have a job, but my buddy would have a job, and so I'd go with him to, before his job. You know, but like we go to the gym, work out. I go home and make myself some smoothies. I clean up all the smoothies, and then it was like it was like noon, and I was like, I was, <laughs> I was like, how in the world do people like get all this done before? I don't know, going somewhere at nine. But
1: uh, the, the answer is going to bed at nine thirty p.m. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a that's probably it. Well, last time I had you on, uh, I think was. Pretty much like the day after the DeMarcus Cousins trade, uh, you know, 14 months ago or so. So knowing everything, you know, now, including, uh, DeMarcus's injury this year, the Pelicans playing pretty well. Uh, what's your, what's your retroactive feelings knowing you have a free agent injured Boogie Cousins coming up?
1: Can't change it. I mean, you make that trade 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the, literally the only way I can sell myself on, tr- on drafting Buddy healed over Jamal Murray, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I still there's a small part of me that thinks that Del Demps took him over Murray with the thought of, uh, of potentially flipping him because v- uh, Vivek and they, they love Buddy from the get go. And so, um, well, I think it was mostly just bad uh you know, bad drafting. I was like,
0: that, that is an incredibly generous that, reading. I think it's,
1: I think trade. it's 90, I, I think it's 98% poor drafting and maybe one or 2%. No, yeah, maybe we could flip this guy to the Kings for, for DeMarcus cousins. Um, but I mean, it's a trade you make 10 times out of 10, hundred times out of a hundred. If you're in new Orleans, um, you've got to do something. They've had a mix of some bad decisions with also some bad luck with all the injured injured players they've had in their history. Uh, and, and New Orleans has never been a hot free agent destination, so if you can get a player like that uh, through a trade, you 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 do it. And I mean, ups and downs, obviously. Um, but the the Pelicans are a better team with DeMarcus Cousins than without him, and and it's a, despite the injury, it's just I mean, it was it was a great trade.
0: So what what happens in the off season? You think it's definitely he's uh, he's going to come on back, or they're going to make every effort to retain him?
1: I, I think so. Um, I think they have to uh, one to show Anthony Davis, what, what they're about. Um, I, it's clear that they're, you know, those two guys are tight. They're really starting to put it together. I mean, we've seen a lot of recent, very recent as in within the last 36 hours, local hot takes, not not necessarily hot takes, but you know, there were two different articles published that were, you know, are the Pelicans better without DeMarcus cousins? And, And it's like, not to suggest that they definitively are, but the fa- even the fact that they're using that that question as a you know as a lead for a story is kind of like it, it, it's just ridiculous because the, the answer is no. Um, and if, if you want to you know if you want to ask the question, should the Pelicans still give Demarcus Cousins the max contract coming off an Achilles injury? That's totally fair. But I, it's just I mean, there's no doubt that this team is better with him. I think they're going to do everything they can to re-sign him. Um, Dell Demps has a history of, you know, I, I, there's a lot of, there's things he's done well, there's things he's done poorly, but bidding against himself has kind of been a, 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 a theme of his, whether it's Omer Ashik, whether it's Solomon Hill, although there was you know, reports that the Pacers were, were competing for Solomon Hill, but still, um, and then Drew Holiday too. I mean, yeah, it, I, I'm not sure the Pelicans had to go as high as they did to keep Drew. Uh, but, but, you know, that's, so that's obviously a fear. I mean, I, th- I think ultimately there's a decent chance it still ends up being a max, uh, which is scary. But uh, again, we're talking about the New Orleans Pelicans who are the best freeze addition they've had in their history, um, is probably either Peja Stojakovic or Ryan Anderson even for including sign-in trades. So, um, it's just, it's a tough situation and, um, you know, you, you do whatever you think is best for the franchise.
0: So a uh, lot of, a lot that I want to unpack in, in all that you said there, uh, Early in that, you were saying, you know, they want to show Anthony Davis what they're all about. And again, you mentioned like they've kind of been doing that. And I feel like that's been an excuse for like the Solomon Hill signing and the Drew Holiday signing. Obviously, Drew Holiday's been killing it this year, but you know, like they paid him a ton. I, I feel like you guys are a year or two behind in this life cycle that I'm experiencing as a Grizzlies fan, you know, like mm-hmm. where we paid all this money to Mike Conley, Mark Gasol, and Chandler Parsons. And, uh, mm-hmm. My advice is, maybe don't.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't think so. Obviously, hindsight twenty twenty with Mike Conley because of the injuries, but um, I mean, it was still uh, it was you know similar to your It was probably an overpay, not a drastic one, right? Um, assuming assuming he's healthy. Um, uh, with with Marcus saw, I mean, I don't know. I, I I still think that's a that was a smart smart decision. I mean, um,
0: it, at the time. I, I definitely argued. I, I think they were the right decisions. Like I still, I still retroactively, honestly, it's kind of the right decision. It, but it, you know, like for the Mike Conley, you had to do it or you lose him, and you and you can't replace him for anything. Same with Marcus All. Marcus All, I think, is still good. They'll both still be good. I'm just mainly like looking at these other teams who are like, you know, it's going to be a risk, but let's let's going to go all in and pay these guys. I'm like, I'm living yeah. out a, I'm living out a season right now. I don't think you want any part of.
1: <laughs> no, I mean the the <laughs> corollary is it's it's actually a really interesting point because I mean what's uh I, I should probably know that's what what's the best uh free agent acquisition in recent memory for the Grizzlies from an, from a different team not resending your own player.
0: Oh, so they don't they don't have one.
1: Yeah. It's
0: so it's it's that, Evans. It's, you know, yeah,
1: that, it's, that's <laughs> that's kind of my point though, right? right. I mean, no, yeah. it, it's if it's if it's that, if it's bring back a guy who's a top, you know, top 20 player in this league even though he's coming off a serious injury, um, or the uncertainty of, you know, not that much cap space, um, for when you haven't really recruited anyone. I I just, I, if you're, I mean, if you're Dell Dems, <laughs> I think you have, y- the answer is already, the choice has already been made, unfortunately. So, um, I mean, what can you do?
0: Yep. All right. And so more uh, of your big answer that, that you said earlier, before we get to the good of this season that's going on right now, them sitting in the four seat as we speak on Thursday night, you mentioned the local hot takes about the Pelicans being better off without Boogie Cousins. I am not local. I have also had a take of sorts. It, 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 you know, it's a Skip Baylessian take. Uh, I had the take before he got hurt that, like, all right, I feel like maybe this will benefit the Pelicans, and I, I want to backtrack and not offend uh, new Pelicans listeners. My, Our regular listeners, they, they've heard this many times and are probably bored with it, but... As much as I love Boogie Cousins as a person, he's obviously a wonderful uh, guy off the court, a lot of humanitarian, uh, charitable works. I think he has the best smile in the NBA. But my, my take with Boogie was always, I'm not sure if you don't replace him with like a competent-ish player if the team won't miss a beat, because I worry with all the dominance on the ball, the high usage, and then, like, the the few bad plays, like, the not trying kind of thing, I, I found myself aligning with, again, the hot takes, the Grant Napiers of the world, and I didn't love the fact that I was falling on that side, but I was kind of like, I feel like these teams, like, these all these Kings teams, if you just replaced them with another decently good center, they would still win 30, 29 games. Like, I see Boogie putting all these huge points. And so then when the Pelicans got him, and, and he's paired with another, you know, MVP-type candidate of Anthony Davis, you know, exciting to watch. They were winning their fair share of games. But I'm also like, I'm not sure if it's good. And It's a question we still can't answer definitively. So when he got hurt, I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen. Like, this is another, it won't be, you know, again, a definitive answer whether or not a team is better off without Bookie or not. But when they got Nico Miritic, who is just a reasonably okay player, I was like, is this proof that maybe it's going to be better off. And so right now, again, the net rating isn't much better, but they're winning all their games. Uh, So, I guess I I have some sympathy with the hot take of, are the Pelicans better? Although I did read two articles under that title today, and I hated both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Neither one really kind of argued what I I felt. And I I don't know if you can put numbers on it, but I got to say seventy five twenty five. I've fallen the camp of, I think the Pelicans might be better off without boogie.
1: So, um, if you had talked, if you we had done this, uh, recording in say December,
0: uh-huh.
1: I would have, I would have aligned with, with you much more than I, I do right now. Right. Um, cause so there's, there's two different lines of thought here. There's, you know, DeMarcus, the Pelicans are better with than without DeMarcus cousins. And now what you're suggesting is if you replace cousins with a, Good, but not as talented player as Cousins. They could be as good, right? And yeah, that that's certainly with with film other within the realm of possibility. Because I mean, you looked at I mean the numbers t- tended to, and and we've had uh, you know we we have a, a Google chat with all of our Bourbon Street Scott, shots guys, and we have people who align with that line of thinking even today. Um, because. You know, for all his strengths, there's things that he's he comes up short in, like the you know transition defense. Like he'll 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 pout and you know not get back on defense after he get after they you know he thinks the refs missed a call. And so I mean there there's clearly flaws. Uh, but the th- man, January just I know it's only one month, but it really looked like Cousins was starting to to kind of turn to, turn things around with with you know from his you know from what we had seen the first you know close to a season. Uh, with him I mean that it was I mean you can the, the numbers support it too I mean it just it, and and man nothing encapsulated it more than the Houston Rockets game where he hurt himself too like that that game I was there and um, just by Corker fate I happened to be in town in New Orleans for the weekend and um, it was it was a hell of a game and they just it, it wasn't just like that one game, it was a whole month of January where they were playing really fantastic basketball, but that one was just like, it's, I mean, it, it's been talked about so much with the Rockets. They only have one loss when Capella, Paul and Harden all play. And it was that game. Right. Um. And the, it wasn't an accident. Um. So it, it just, you know, you, you really got to the peak of what you thought this team could be or what Davis and cousins could be. And then it all just got ripped out from the floor, got ripped out from under him. So um, you're right in the sense that we don't really have a definitive answer, but it really looked like we were finally starting to get over the hump um, to getting over not all, but a lot of what has drawn the, uh, has held the Pelicans back with Cousins.
0: Yeah. And again, we're not going to have an answer and uh, I'll, uh, I'll take your opinion under consideration and I'll, uh, we'll leave the case open. We uh, don't know what's what it's going to be. So the Pelicans, you know, as they were in January, their offense was killing, and then when Cousins got hurt, they fell off immediately, but then they, they, they rounded back in they're scoring just tons and tons of points, uh, and it's kind of amazing. For a while there, it was a thing where I think the Pelicans were maybe second in the NBA in three-point percentage or something. I remember thinking, like, I don't think of this team as being a good shooting team. I look at the roster, and I'm like, this team needs to win by defense, but they're not. They're, like they're, they're winning on offense. Um, what is the, what's the catalyst of, of this offense coming together? Is it finally Alvin Gentry's offensive system that we heard so much about? they're finally adopting it or is it just the individual players? So what's, what's the success on offense due to?
1: Um, well, I mean the easy answer and probably the most correct answer is this combination of things. It's it's, it is that they're going crazy on pace. Like they were still top 10 close to top five, I think in pace with cousins, um, uh, before he got hurt. Uh, but they're just by far first in pace now. Like they're running, um, Davis is, I, th- I think, and so I, I read Mark, Mark Stein's um, newsletter, most recent one about the uh, about the Pelicans, and he mentioned a stat that that Davis is scoring on some silly low percentage of plays designed for him, which is like, I think it's a testament to to the system that's in place. Um, you know, you can look read that as, oh, why aren't they calling more plays for Anthony Davis? I think it's more about the fact that he's they're they're figuring out a way to get him. Involved in in so many different ways, like you know, and, including plays that aren't specifically drawn up for him. Um, Drew Holiday, I think, is finally starting to get the love that he deserves. He's having his, by far his best season. He's he was he was slow in the first month trying to still figure out how to play with AD and Boogie. Then he started to figure it out. He was playing fairly well pretty, pretty well with, like, he was a a big part of the whole January resurgence too. I mean, those three guys finally started to figure things out and he's just, he has just not missed a beat. He's been playing truly incredible basketball. So that's part of it too. Um, but yeah, it's a number of things. It's, um, I mean, mostly the, the, those two, and I think, uh, being able to play at, with pace uh, and, and and defend well, I, I think that's one thing I haven't mentioned is that they're they're I think they're top ten in defense during this stretch. The points look high because of how many possessions they're playing, but their defense has been strong, um, and so they really have been getting it done on both ends of the floor. It's been fun to watch.
0: You said Drew Holiday is finally getting some like deserved praise. I I haven't heard it. Like I feel like he's still the most under the radar kind of. I don't know, really good player. And I don't know if my opinion, I guess, has changed more of him this year. I guess it is his best year ever. But he's opened my eyes this season of just kind of what he can do. And I don't know if a lot of it is just, like, the increased possessions, making his stats bigger and gaudier than ever before. But, I mean, wouldn't you compare him? Like, you would think he's better than, I don't know, it's hard to compare players, like, one to one. But, like, I'm looking at the Eastern Conference All-Star guys And it's like Goran Dragic got in like wouldn't, I think maybe drew holiday has been more impressive this year. Like, don't you think he's been on the same level as some of these other all-star players?
1: Uh, Absolutely. And I actually tweeted out a stat a couple of days ago that um, whatever you think of RPM, there's, there's four guys in the league right now who are plus one or better on offense and defense. And those four are uh, Victor Oladipo, Jimmy Butler, I think Chris Paul, and then Drew Holiday. And I, I mean, I think that kind of sums it up. Like that's, that's pretty elite company he's, he's with this year. And I mean, he's been by far the Pelicans and this includes Anthony, Anthony Davis, who's also been very strong, but he's been the, by far the Pelicans best defender this year. Um,
0: I also think he, I saw, <laughs> sorry, I think I also saw on your timeline that he's now the uh, leading the league with the largest on off positive ratio. Like he's yep. the, the largest on off of all the other uh, guys, which is, uh, you know, that, that's number it's, one
1: in the league. Yeah. It, it's, it's really incredible. It's also kind of funny that, uh, M- Mirotić was a uh, top five with the bulls before he came over to New Orleans. So um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's v- very strange, but uh, yeah, I guess Culkin's, uh you know, had, had a good reason to co- go get him. But um, yeah, he's just, he's really been phenomenal. I mean, the, what he's done on offense playing at a fast pace while also often defending the, the opposing opponent's best perimeter player, because I mean, let's face it without Solomon Hill healthy this year, they have no size on the perimeter. And so when you have a choice of each one more, who's like an inch taller than drew or or holiday, who's a clearly the better defender. I mean, you're going to ask Drew a lot of times to take on that, that matchup. And so he's just been so pivotal. Uh, I just really can't say enough about how good he's been this year.
0: One of the more controversial players, just as far as on court play, I feel like, Rajon Rondo has been like a bit of a punching bag, maybe just on NBA Twitter, kind of for years. Like he he, he's a negative for a team. I remember scoffing when the Pelicans signed him, but obviously the Pelicans are playing really well right now. But I know some of the on-off numbers don't look great for uh, the lineups that Rondo is is on. So what what's the story on Rajon Rondo? Is he a positive contributor to this Pelicans team? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's a great answer. I don't yeah, know. I don't know yeah, either. You're I supposed mean, to tell me. I have, I have two answers. I mean, one, I think first of all, I don't think his presence that you can understate his presence in the locker room. Uh, I think, you know, I, DeMarcus cousins loves the guy. And while that may have been a factor in bringing him on, I think there's good reason to, to like what he brings to the team. Um, that being said, the reason they, they, added him was because they viewed drew as more of a two guard and over the first I don't know month of the season or so while he was still trying to figure out how to play alongside boogie and ad that was kind of true but again as the season's gone on he's figured it out I mean he's 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 attacking with with confidence um he he can he's he's just it's, it's he's just a different player and so I think now that he's kind of handling more of the ball handling responsibilities. Rondo's role has become lessened, but it feels weird to say that because I feel like over the winning streak, Rondo has been playing the best ball of the season of his season. So, so I don't know. feels right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was looking at the lineups, um, with Rondo after the boogie injury. And those are the best net rating lineups that Rondo's had all season. It's the, the playing with, with holiday, with more, with Miritich and with Davis or with Okafor, uh, in Davis in, in the front. Plus court.
1: minus King, Emeka Okafor.
0: <laughs> so what's the story with Emeka Okafor? What was he doing for the last five years that, uh, no one wanted him on their NBA team. Cause he hasn't lost a game. He started, uh, since I think 2013, <laughs>
1: It's it's so awesome. I was when the Pelicans signed him. Clearly, I didn't even come close to expecting what he's been able to contribute. But it, I just I mean, re- remembering him from the last time he was with New Orleans, like he's just such a smart player. He's he's just he's so fundamentally sound from it, from a screen screen setting to his his uh no He's notorious for his tap backs. Um, Can't get if you can't grab a rebound, that's fine. He'll just tap it back. And, you know, every now and then the Pelicans get burned on a fast break by But more often than not, it, it works out for him. And he's just been a rebounding machine. Um, His, I don't know what the numbers are right now, but as, as recent as like a few games ago, his, his rebounds per 36 were like, were top 10 in the NBA, obviously with a much smaller sample than a lot of those guys. But I mean, he's, he's been great. I mean, we haven't asked him to play a a ton of minutes, but they will need him next game because AD is doubtful because of the ankle injury. But um, it's been, it's just been awesome to, to watch him play. I'm not sure how, Maybe just the age, being 35 and being out of the league for a while, scared teams away. But, I mean, there was no doubt that he could still play uh, at, an M- at an NBA level was the question. And it looks like he can still play at an NBA level from what we've seen so far.
0: It's wild. I wonder if he was calling GMs and, like, the caller ID said Okafor and they just thought it was Jaleel. And they're like, I
1: can't. I'm not going <laughs> to answer that. <laughs> that's so mean. And that's a great theory. <laughs> uh,
0: what happened to my man Tony Allen. I started watching this season. Uh, you know, Tony Allen's probably my favorite NBA player or ex NBA player. I started watching Pelicans games. Never saw him. I got very disappointed. He couldn't, he just couldn't hack it. He never, uh, never found his groove. Then got hurt.
1: He, he's a, still a very active player when he was on the floor. Um, but the defense wasn't, I, I think ages is just finally catching up to him. The defense wasn't there. He was great. He was a great cutter and I'm pretty sure he was a great cutter his whole career. Um, and so he actually, I feel like he almost helped the off the offense more than the defense, even though he can't shoot. Um, but I mean, yeah, he, so he got, he got hurt and then we thought he was coming back and then he didn't and Pelicans just needed the roster spots. And so they included him in the, uh, in the, uh, the trade with the the Chicago bulls. So, um, I mean, I don't, I don't think he was particularly poor and I'm kind of surprised that no teams grabbed him yet. Um, I'm not, I don't expect him to play any sort of meaningful role with any playoff team, but, uh, I, I did think he, a team would go get, and maybe a team still will, um, but I will say
0: wasn't the most exciting injury for my, uh, for my favorite player or the most exciting ending for my favorite mm. player. And unfortunately I can't even, they, you guys didn't even print up any gear. Can't even find any Pelicans, uh, Tony Allen gear for <laughs> the, uh, for the f- the future Bonaroos and, and such. All right. Uh, wrapping up because of a rescheduled game, the Pelicans have this homestand to end all homestands. They have five nights, five games in six nights. It's incredible. Uh, what's your prediction for the homestand? Are you going to make it from Chicago to New Orleans for any part of that? I kind of want to go just cause that's like a, that's like a celebration of NBA basketball. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, I don't know if I'll be, I'll be able to make it, but, um, I, it's, I'm very curious to see how they handle it. Um, cause I feel like you almost have to punt one of them. And I think the obvious choice is game one against Houston, but, How much does that help you when you once you have a back to back to back is the question? Cause like Dallas, home against Dallas, Indiana, and the Lakers are three very winnable games. uh, And you wouldn't really want to give up any of those. And so I I think, and we've talked about this to a a few guys from the site. And I think if you have to like, you know, just throw one away, just it's (laughs) the Rockets is the obvious choice just cause that's the lowest percentage win. Um, But, uh, you know, I, I, you you hope they can go. you know four and one's the the pipe dream three and two any is what i think you'd probably hope for uh realistically um but i mean two and three would can't it can't two and three can't shock you because three straight nights i mean even against teams that you should normally beat at on, on your home floor it's just you know it's 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 a tough situation um so you know I, i'm gonna say three and two um but i would but two and three wouldn't shock me
0: excited about it it seems like a perfect i mean i don't know how the i don't know how these nba bodies feel after playing all these games together but them all being at home not having to travel i don't know it seems like it could be the maybe the spark of something special like you just it's just every night we're going out we're, we're beating teams but yeah i guess starting with the rockets is kind of a kind of a tough way to kick it off so <laughs> yeah. what's your uh, what's your confidence level right now because anthony davis is hurt you guys have, you know, obviously set yourself up well with the 10 straight wins, but now he's banged up, probably going to miss, you know, at least a game or two. You know, 538 says you, you guys are 94% to make the playoffs, but the computer doesn't know that Davis is hurt. So how, how are you feeling uh, as a Pelicans fan in getting into the playoffs?
1: Feel really good about uh, the playoffs. Um, if you had a week ago, I still would have been kind of on the fence, even with the whatever win streak it was at the time. But I mean, after, 10 straight is going to, you know, it's going to do wonders uh, for your, for your chances. And, um, I really don't think Davis is going to miss more than a game or two. I, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I would believe that they're going to do whatever they can to get him back for the jazz game, because that's a, that's a big game. Yeah. Um, obviously if he can't go, he can't go, but, um, given the playoff ramifications, that's a pretty, uh, pretty important one. Um, I feel good. Uh, the question is of course that will, I, I, I if you ask me if I thought they would realistically get a home court first round series, the answer to that is no. Um, I, I don't think it's impossible, of course, but I think I think it's better, more likely than not. They're, you know, outside of the top four. But I think what they're really shooting for now is to avoid those Rockets Warriors series. Um, and if they can do that, I think that's a that's a victory because they can I mean they can hang with any other team. Uh, and to be honest, I think the three seed right now is their the best matchup for them. Uh, the Trailblazers. Um, and clearly, I mean, Spurs without Kawhi doesn't look very good, uh, or it looks pretty enticing for anyone, but, uh, assuming they can get Kawhi back into the playoffs. Um, I, I, I like the, the Blazers matchup. So uh, right now the six seed wouldn't be that bad. So, uh, just got to avoid, uh, just got to get six or higher, which is again, difficult given how tightly packed everyone is, but doable. The good,
0: the good news for Pelicans fans is it doesn't seem like anyone is, is seizing the opportunity. Like the Nuggets have an insanely hard schedule, and, and like coming down the end, and they're they're uh, they're kind of stumbling. The Timberwolves, you know, are bringing Derrick Rose in, which seems like a a poor decision. We'll see how that goes. And then yeah, the rest of the teams are just not not playing super great. So Pelicans, best of luck. You guys can get in there. Maybe that you know six seed, five five seed. That'll be cool. And hopefully, I can make it down to either if not the five nights, five games and six nights. I can't say that. If I can't make it down for one of those, uh, hopefully a playoff game, I can I can make it down to uh, last thing to get out of here. You know, Chris True. Yes, I do. Okay, so Chris True and I are trying to kind of stoke the rivalry between the Grizzlies and Pelicans. We think mm-hmm. it should be more of a thing, like more. You know, like you gotta have the, the Mississippi River rivalry. So we're coming up with a belt. Uh, We think like a wrestling championship belt to wear around. (laughs) I think we're going to call it, my suggestion uh, so far is to call it the Riverboat Captain's Belt for Pride, Glory, and Dominion of Mississippi because we're actually fighting for the rights of Mississippi, uh, who the state of Mississippi will cheer for, be it the Grizzlies or the Pelicans. So (laughs) uh, my challenge is just whatever you can do, uh, Mason, I know you're not in New Orleans, but you're a Pelicans fan, you're an influential Pelicans blogger. Uh, <laughs> I want you to stoke that rivalry whenever you get a chance, and let's get these things heated. And I'll tell you, the Grizzlies are up 2-1 on the season series. So uh, right now, advantage Memphis for the yeah Boats Captains we, belt for we Pride almost, and Glory. We
1: almost got away with talk, not talking about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will say, the Grizzlies also have beaten the Rockets twice this year. So take that!
1: That is unexpected and really? impressive.
0: That's right. The best record and longest winning streak in the NBA has lost twice to the team with the worst record and longest losing streak in the NBA. And
1: on Man, that note, I was, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, I was at a, at a bar last night and, uh, just watching some that Texas play in the big 12. And, and clearly in Chicago, that Memphis, uh, Chicago game was on, was on TV. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, that was, uh, I, I tried to avoid watching it at all costs, but, uh, you know, I, I just couldn't, couldn't look away at some certain points.
0: Yeah, I can't really speak definitively on any of these teams fighting for playoff bids because I'm mainly only watching the worst nine teams in the NBA play. Like, I'm just watching these tank games with, like, mouth agog, just like, what Been is there. happening? <laughs> <laughs> Been there. <laughs> All right, Mason, thanks so much for taking time to join me. Uh, tell people where they can find your stuff online.
1: Sure. Uh, so, yeah, writing for Bourbon Street, uh true network affiliate for the Pelicans. Follow our, our Twitter account. We do a lot of uh, from our side account we do a lot of kind of screenshot mini posts so you don't have to click a link just uh, come and check out what we're saying um, so uh, but yeah so that's bourbon street shots and for our Twitter account the street name is uh, abbreviated so uh, yeah i uh, going to keep following this team and hopefully through a, a playoff push that may or may not even go past the first round
0: it sounds good hey man playoffs it's, a, it's an accomplishment you can enjoy it it's yep. good it's good stuff for all right sure. thanks Mason uh, look forward to talking with you soon
1: no problem sounds good
0: all right thanks to mason for coming on follow him on twitter at mason ginsburg reminder nashville area people we have that watch party tonight friday march 9th at 7 p.m at double dogs sylvan heights with the grizz claw crew and grizz girls gonna be fun and also if you're in nashville there's a bus trip to the grizzlies game on march 17th uh Feel free to reach out if you need any more details or go to grizzlies.com. I'm sure you can find it. Use Google to support our program. Download that draft app, draft.com slash fast break. Use the code fastbreak, or become one of the awesome folks who supports us at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. You guys are our favorite who do that. So please others join our favorites. And uh, support the program at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast and get access to all that bonus content. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at FastBreakBreak. Like us on Facebook. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing.
1: Yeah, never no, apologize for being g and break break, man. You understand?